0: Welcome back to Conversations in the Word. My name is Nick Funderburk, and I am the Discipleship Pastor here at First Baptist Dothan. And today, I am joined by two friends, Cindy and Ashley. Could you all introduce yourselves real quick?
1: Yes, I'm Cindy Ramsey, and I am I grew up at First Baptist, and I'm involved in women's ministry now.
0: Okay. And.
1: Hey. Hi, I'm Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Um, I also
2: go to First Baptist. Got no a couple way. Kids. Shocker. Uh, Beckett, Emma, Avery-Kate, and what was else? What do you do? Um, so right now I serve in women's ministry and I teach three-year-old Sunday school class. I co-teach. <sighs> yeah. I'm room mom, really is what it is for three-year-olds, but it's, um, where I serve consistently. Mm-hmm. I heard that a class is the place to be. It's a blast. We have good snacks, good stories. It's yeah, a good time.
0: Tell me a little bit about uh, your history with First Baptist. What brought you both here? Ashley, start with you, since Cindy.
2: Okay, so um, we came here for my husband's job in 2019, and um, we came from New Orleans after being there for 10 years. Um, so it was like New total Orleans culture to shake, complete yeah. culture shock. Yep, change shock. What did I say? Culture shake. <laughs> What's that too? Yeah. Uh everything got shaken up. Um, but in the best way we adore Dothan, so happy to be here, humbled that God brought us yeah. to First
0: Baptist. And I heard it was a it was God in uh what a pie or, or cake or something um, like a that. A pound
2: cake, um uh-huh. some warm bread with cinnamon butter from uh Tammy Dillard. So okay. Just, God so uses all the carbohydrates.
0: If nothing else, Dothan has better baking than <laughs> New Orleans. And that's <laughs> a bold statement.
2: Hey, except the beignets. King cake? Um, we do you can like talk, That's a whole nother podcast. Honestly, I do. Um, that's
0: for the food podcast. That's the yeah, FBC Dothan food podcast coming out 2024. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I did not mean to slip that.
2: I'll be back um, to discuss that. But yes, love king cake, but very specific kinds and from specific bakeries.
0: Awesome. Cindy? Tell me about your history at First Baptist.
1: I was five.
0: Oh, wow. About
1: to start first grade. And so what made me decide is really, I had very little to do with it. My parents. Your parents. We moved here from Albany, Georgia, which is not quite as dramatic a move. Um, But it's just an hour and a half down the road. But we've been here since 1974.
0: That's awesome. And were you baptized here? I was. How old were you?
1: I was uh, fourth grade. I believe it was the summer after fourth grade, because I um, became a Christian at camp, one of the groups that went from here to Lake Forest in Mississippi.
0: Yeah, awesome. Hey, I know the people who run that camp. Oh, That's so cool. Um, and then you uh, grew up in Dothan and left, I assume, for college? And
1: Yes, I left. I graduated high school in 1986 no, and went to Furman for undergraduates. So okay. that was my first time out of state. I was ready. I was ready to get out and see different things and then ended up back in Alabama. Yeah. For Lord brought you practice.
0: back here. And um, so tell me, you both serve in the women's ministry now. Can you tell me a little bit about your roles there and what made you initially want to start serving in women's ministry?
1: Okay. Well, that's, you know, like there's probably a lot there. like that has yeah. <laughs> a story behind it. But the interesting thing, so we had just been through 2020, so everything was pretty much shut down. Mm-hmm. But we were also already in a leadership transition. We were looking for the next, um, not me, but you know, the church. We were trying to uh, fill that role, and it's sort of overwhelming to think about one person stepping into those shoes. In my mind, I looked at all of these people that I had looked up to, older women who were just big personalities and so much more depth, of course, spiritual maturity, but I did not feel like I was qualified. So actually what brought three of us together, Ashley was sort of the little uh, matchmaker behind the scenes, but she brought three of us together to pray about maybe co-leading together and that's how it all began. We prayed and we parted ways, and then we met a week later. And nobody knew who was going to say yes or no. And but God really gave us a piece about leading together. And I mean, I would never do it any other way. It's
0: so, so who all was involved in that?
1: So that was in what twenty twenty one. Um It was Emily Gibson, our youth pastors. Well, Trace, they, at that time he was now youth our pastor, family pastor. Family pastor. Right. And um, Deanna Skinner, Mm -hmm. who is one of my dear, dear friends. Um, And then me, myself, Cindy Ramsey. And that was almost three years ago, but we've learned so much.
0: Ashley, what led you to kind of reach out to these three women and encourage them to serve in this role?
2: So I knew all of them um, fairly well individually. And I knew that everybody has a lot on their plate already. Um, so I figured if I asked one of them, it would be a hard pass. Um, but kind of thought maybe if we can uh, do this together, it'd yeah. be an easier uh, thing to take on. And fortunately, um, the Lord was kind and gracious and felt, um, we all felt like he had given us the capacity to go in together. And um, I think capacity has been a word that we've used a lot So we were all in very different stages of life. We all, um, some of us have small children, some of us have grown children. Since this has started, we've had um, grown children get married. We've had Emily, who had baby Parker. Um, So when one person didn't have quite as much capacity, time, energy, any of the things, the other people were there to step in um, and make sure that everything continued to run smoothly.
0: So the women's ministry is not, it's changed over the last few years. From the discussions that you guys had and where you felt the Lord leading you, what would you say now is kind of the the purpose of the women's ministry?
1: Women's ministry, you know, you think back, it's not really something that's outlined in the Bible. It's not something that's mandatory. But I think that it is also a space for There are unique ways that women can, either through evangelism or counseling or leading by example, just very effectively and uniquely to other women. Mm. So even if it's not a formal category on the church website, it's probably going on if it's a healthy church. So I think that that is something that um, I really didn't have a— I thought of women's ministry growing up as more— you know, one strong leader, and she has her team, but it's events on the calendar and um, themes, and, you know, it just, I had a lack of understanding. I think that we took it back to, in in my mind, this was because I didn't have a big picture of what it actually was, that it is word-focused, which we hear every Sunday, word and gospel-focused um, we want women to grow in their ability to uh, read the word and apply it accurately and then live it out. Yeah. So I think that's probably the focus. But we also focused on um, growth in all the areas that we, like prayer and serving. And so it's a space that is dedicated to that. Um, we very much asked, what is the mission of the church? Like, what are our pastors um, verbalizing about what they want First Baptist to be like, well, that's we want to relate that in different ways to women.
0: Yeah. Could you tell me, maybe both of you, tell me a little bit about how you have been developed in the faith? Not necessarily through this specific time of serving in women's ministry, but across your lifetime, maybe some ways that you've been discipled, some ways that God has prepared you for this role.
1: So I think for me, over the years, I have, just because of my personality, um, I do well working alone. You know, I studied alone. Um, I like to do things. I think I was more focused on my personal growth, me, just me and God. Mm-hmm. And when I came back from college and then as a married and, and young parent, I began to catch on that there is a whole lot more to the picture than just me And God and my Bible, and so I think that that was a big shift in my mind, um, partly due to me just looking around me and seeing what was going on at church. But there were a few people that um, I think of two examples, and I'm not going to name current because I could leave somebody out easily. But um, there was an older woman, probably in her 80s, named Sarah Jean Johnston, Mm -hmm. who was a longtime member here, and even when I would had little babies. She would know our birthdays. She would be praying for us. I think she prayed for everybody in the church. And I remember asking her how she did this. And she was like, honey, I wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. now, (laughs) but I didn't always when I had little children. But she, so she didn't make it like this unattainable thing, but it was just based on where she was in life. That is what she did for her church. Yeah. Um, And then another woman, Laurel Griffith, was a community group leader, but we literally walked around um, her yard and in her neighborhood and talked about raising boys. She had three that she had raised really well, and we had one, but he was the only boy between me and my sister. So there were times we just didn't know what to do (laughs) or whether we were doing okay. So I think think of those two ladies, and then, of course, just – anymore
0: and those weren't formal that was just Mm-mm. those are women that you encountered regularly because you were you were invested i mean that you were invested in the life of the church and not just trying to do sort of uh, discipleship disciple yourself
1: right laura was intentional she made a point okay. to invite me um it was never anything fancy like a meal or mm. anything like that but we literally walked or met for coffee yeah. and so she really was intentional about it, but sure. it was very informal. And I heard her teach on Sunday. So, yeah. you know, I got that, but it was really helpful.
2: We often sit in the shade of trees not planted by us. And um, women's ministry is an example of that. They're faithful, um, godly women who have come before where we are right now in this season in 2023. And um, it's a result of their hard work, of their prayer, um, of all the foundation that they've laid for us.
1: And I love how you ended with prayer, um, especially when you start never having done this before and you're not really sure what it's supposed to look like. I think that we started with prayer. We really, there was so much that I didn't know. And we always start, like, I never want to get away from that prayer dependence because my best ideas can just fall apart if they aren't bathed in prayer, filtered through God's, you know, through God's heart and also other people that have wisdom and know things that I don't know. Yeah. So I think that has been where we've really, um, I always want to start with prayer and it's teaching me in my own life, you know, rather than make my list for the day. I love a good list, Yeah, but the word and prayer, and you know, like you can never go wrong. And I felt like at the end of year one, um, I was doubting. I was like, well, we're not really doing anything new and different. Um, we, we know what calendar works for women. You mm-hmm. know, we've gotten feedback on that. But should we try to do anything different? And I came across just the best book. Um, Great. We and, love book recommendations <laughs> on here, so let's have it. So we'll put in a plug for A Word-Filled Women's Ministry, and um, that is one that I read it halfway through the second year And it was like, okay, I just took a deep breath. And I was like, these are women who have been in ministry for a really, really long time. And we don't have to reinvent things every year. Like we stay the course and God makes things look different and interesting on his own. Um, Things never go quite as expected. So that's always fun. But that's where we need to camp out Mm -hmm. and we don't have to do anything different.
0: Yeah. I mean, God has built his church on this rock since Christ, right? and it's not changed.
2: You didn't ask this, but it just kind of um, triggered (laughs) something in my brain. But just something very concrete that I've learned from the women in this church has been um, you have a problem, you have a bad day, whatever the case is, and a lot of people kind of tap you on the shoulder and they say, well, I'll pray for you. What I've seen and what I've learned is that when they say that, they say, let's stop right now and let's pray exactly mm-hmm. for what it is, um, that we need to pray about. And when I tell you like praying together, just in that bond and knowing that it's not just like this little platitude, you know, thoughts and prayers, it is a legitimate, like I am coming to the father with this, yeah. um, burden for my sister or whatever it is. Um, that is just like so concrete and it's so simple and it's actually doing what we say we're going to do.
0: How can we build those relationships in the church and how can we build up discipleship, um, in the church? What maybe, what, what are some things that the women's ministry is doing or, or some goals that they have to kind of help establish those types of relationships where we feel comfortable, um, encountering one another with prayer requests and, and actively praying for one another.
2: Yeah. So, um, I would say availability and transparency.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, you can't just slip in, slip out. Hey, how are you? We're great. How are you? Good. You know, cute shoes. Like you have to be available. You get what you give and, um, you have to give people the opportunity to know you.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And when I say, know you like actually love you and know you and know things about you.
0: Yeah. What are some ways that women can excel in serving the church, including like this idea of hospitality? Um, what are some ways that women build up the church through serving? And what are some ways that maybe we as a church can help um, women thrive in those sort of roles?
1: Those were a lot of questions. I know, that's so many <laughs> questions.
0: Hey, just pick your favorite one and go with that.
1: Okay. Well, the hospitality, question about hospitality, um, is a way not only to connect peers, but also to connect generations. So there's a little bit of that can go on because a lot of hospitality can be taught. Um, Mm -hmm. It may not be what you think it is. So when I moved to town, um, I, like many of us, we want the house to be clean, the junk to be at least shoved in a closet or under a bed, um, for the food to be perfect or tasty.
0: Break Um, out the fine china.
1: Yes, I mean, I've gotten, I think we've gotten away from that. Although we did (laughs) at Thanksgiving, my mom was very happy that we brought out the fine china.
0: (laughs) You got to save it for some occasions. You
1: save this fine china. But, you know, even if the laundry is on the table, um, and I've done this recently, and I had somebody else with me, you know, there were babies running around the house, and the person I visited, we had her china teacups and tea and little, you know, People crawling around yeah. on the floor and coming up and tugging on mom. but And so it's a different kind of connecting there. You can't do Bible study with that, but we can share prayer requests mm-hmm. and we can pray. And um, so hospitality, I love the gospel comes with a house key. I'm going to put in, yep, I love books. There's another great book reference. So we may drop a few of those, but Rosaria Butterfield, um, it's hospitality is more than setting the table. Like it is going to knock on the neighbor's door mm-hmm. and you don't know really much about them and what it, how it's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. It's just inviting people into your home regardless yeah. of where the laundry is or whether you have a meal. You might make a sandwich, but yeah, it's about um, just being present and available.
0: Ashley, I think you guys really excel at having a hospital, hospitable home. What are some ways that kind of help you be more comfortable having people over. Cause I think one of the issues that most people have is just it's, it feels like a burden mm-hmm. to open up your home. Mm-hmm. But I, what I found is the more we do it, the less of a burden it feels. So maybe that's the same that's for right. you.
2: So a couple things. One, I have um, the best. Housemaid, his name is Taylor Rutland. So that helps. Um, <laughs> He'll clean in before the guests leave. <laughs> um, and it's a joy to him. And in turn, it's a joy to me to receive that. Um, no, I think f- for us personally, um, living in New Orleans for so long with no family, and mm. um, you just, it was like do or die. Um, if you cook for them, they will come. If you cook good food, they'll definitely come.
0: Good rule of life. <laughs>
2: Um, and also it's just one of the things that I appreciate about, um, the people that come into our home is that at least they don't act like, uh, the chaos really bothers them or deters them from coming. And if you're going to come to our house, like it is going to be chaotic to an extent. Um, we have, you know, three energetic children, and they just want to be a part, and Beckett's going to sit, and he's going to listen to every single word that you have to say, and, um, you know.
0: You just have to do it. You just have to do it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I was just going to add something that I have recently become more aware of with hospitality, is it's not just opening your home. Like, hospitality is opening up your time and your personal space, mm-hmm. so it could happen if you're not Really comfortable having people in your home for whatever reason. Yeah, if it's a small space, whatever, you can meet on the walking trail. You can meet at a coffee shop, but it's just that. So hospitality (laughs) can happen away from home. Like to me, it's just about inviting people into your personal space, and that takes effort for some of us. (laughs) But true, it's it's rewarding and it's sweet, and we need it.
2: But connecting that to the church is you know when you are in the presence of a great host or with somebody with the gift of hospitality, and it's just that feeling of, um, I see you, I love you, let me take care of you, and we want people to feel like that um, if they come to something at church, women's ministry or not.
0: Switching gears back to women's ministry for a bit, what are some ways that we as a church or maybe the the pastors and staff might be able to help the women's ministry grow and help women grow in their, um, their ways they can serve the church?
1: Well, I think, um, it, it is, you, you can definitely encourage women's ministry in ways, but I think that all the women of the church are watching. Mm. And when that, when we're, when we in leadership are encouraged, it overflows. So really it's, it's kind of all related. I think, Mm. um, I think that, some things that immediately come to my mind are when you ask questions, um, how are we doing? Yeah. Maybe what's next? Um, how did the last event go? Uh, what are you thinking about doing next? Um, yeah. So asking questions, um, encouraging many leaders, like all lay leaders or many lay leaders are just doing it because they love the church. They're not mm-hmm. on a salary. And so just I know for me, words of affirmation, just thank you, like a genuine yeah. thank you, or y'all did a really nice job of this, and, and our staff already does this. So um,
0: I know as a pastor I could be doing that a lot more because we really are um, more grateful than I think you know for for the ministry the, and the way that this is being led.
1: Well, that definitely comes across, and I think, um, so I'm in my 50s, and our staff is much younger, and so I really appreciate that. It's But it really does go a long way. And um, you already said just praying and letting us know that you're praying for us um, because we need prayer for leadership, for the transitions that happen um, from year to year. And I think
2: just in general, um, keeping a pulse of what's going on. You know, our pastors are males, we're females, and so we're not always in the same room. And when we have our events, that's usually not the case and that's on purpose and it's a beautiful thing because it gives us space to, you know, do our, our girly things that we like <laughs> to do. Um, but just caring about what Bible studies are we doing? Yeah. What is your speaker going to teach on? Um, and just kind of help keep us um, on track and focused. And the main thing, the main thing, because... Um, we need our brothers, you know. Like we can get lost in the weeds sometimes. On okay, how many um, round tables can we fit in eight chairs? and this many can like all those kind of things. That um, I mean, there's there's space to care about those things, but just help us keep um, the word and the mission of what we're doing on the on the forefront.
1: That reminds me of a quote that I heard at Lifeway uh, Women Leadership Forum linking arms, talking about brothers and sisters in Christ, male and Mm -hmm. female, that linking arms counteracts blind spots in ministry. And I think that's so valuable because we don't see everything, even as individuals, but then, you know, different ages, male, female. So it really does, God uses that back to the body, the body of Christ, all the parts are needed.
0: So in terms of, Continuing to grow as a as a women's ministry, what are some things, Cindy, maybe you're doing that is helping prepare for the future?
1: One thing that we've tried to do is, I guess, after the first year, once I got my bearings and um, we started talking about, okay, how long can this group of people do these jobs? Yeah. Um, and we have, like, we have a team of three, but then we also have someone that leads serve team, prayer team, um, the events that we do a few times a year, you know, food and decor and that sort of thing. So people grow tired. And so I tried to really start, um, the second year encouraging people to train their replacements, so to speak, but it's more than about training skills. Like it's letting them be in the group, in the room, in the discussions and, um, sharing the work, but also seeing it done by somebody that is in yeah. leadership. And so, it again, it goes back to discipling. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about getting the tasks done. It's about the relationships, how you communicate with other people, um, when things don't go as planned, how you handle that. And so there's just a lot of grace involved, and um, we need a lot of fruit of the Spirit going on to get all yeah. that done. But it's yeah. really been, and I think that the people that we have leading – besides us, have done a good job of that. And so we're going to see how that carries us into the future.
0: What's an important word that you would want to share to the women of our church?
2: What I would say is that um, God has given us minds to think, and he wants us to use them. He wants us to study, and I'm, like, preaching to myself just as much as anybody else. Um, But I am always going to take the easier route. So if I can pop a podcast on in the car, that was ironic. Um, if I can listen to my other favorite, you know, preacher or Bible teacher, whatever, like that's that's so easy to push play and go, um, but that's not giving God my best. God has given us His Word and He's given us the Holy Spirit, and um, and I think it's important that we be intentional about not watching a 30-second reel on Instagram and getting our little spiritual tidbit for the day, Um, but really investing and knowing that it's worth it and that um, even if we don't see the fruit of the studying that we do or the time that we spend now, that um, it's not wasted.
1: I think the thing that I would just want to be sure people – are thinking about is just connecting, yeah. you know, from the leadership team, we're going to be inviting and trying to pull people in. But if the women of our, our friends in the church, our sisters would be looking for these attempts, you know, we're not perfect, but we're going to try to um, get the word out if something's going on. And so you know, I guess being intentional about if you don't like to show up by yourself, you know, find someone or please reach out to us or even the church office and say, I need someone to meet me. You know, like we really do want to take care of our women. And so the other half of that is just for, um, them to be willing to show up, um, get the church app. We have, all the churches' events on there. It's an excellent, very easy to use app, and this is coming from a shout out to Megan, fifty-five-year-old um, who has to often ask my children for help. Uh, we have a reply cards that have you know a little check the box if this is something you might be interested in. We're not going to hold you to a commitment, but. It has a place for phone numbers and contact information. And so I guess just make it easy for us to find you again, because we really do. We promise not to bug you, but we really do want to be sure that we know when, you know, things are good or things are hard, how to encourage you.
0: Well, before we go, are there any resources? This is always fun that you guys, we, I know we've already dropped two. we The two we dropped were um, The Gospel Comes with the House Key by Rosaria Butterfield. Uh, the word is it Word Filled Women's Ministry?
1: Word Filled Women's Ministry by Gloria Furman and Kathleen B. Nielsen. But um, I have a book that is my favorite that I've read, or I listened to it on Audible, but it's called Gospel Bound Living with Resolute Hope in an Anxious Age. Yeah. Um, it's a collection of stories about how people are not just um, preaching their beliefs. You know, which truth is important, mm-hmm. not to compromise that, but living out the gospel in ways that are really attractive to people that might be atheists or, you know, for sure lost. And um, so anyway, that is the best evangelism yeah. a lot of times. And then Disciple Her is by Candy Gallaty, and I'm actually two-thirds of the way through. But we're really looking at how to do small groups in a way that we could replicate that mm-hmm. And so, this is something yeah. new-ish. These are a
0: little bit more formal type of discipleships, which yes, are uh, so. If you if if that's something that you are looking for, or if you've never been discipled and you just you know you, you want a a clear kind of guide of how to get into that type of relationship and how to do that, probably a great resource to to look into. Would you agree?
1: Yes, and I think that there I know of at least one other person that has said they're interested. And so, if you're interested. Find me, and we'll figure it out together.
0: Ashley, do you have any resources?
1: I'm going to throw a curveball. You you already
0: said the Bible, so you can't say it again. Yeah, (laughs) the Bible counts,
2: for sure. That's number one. Um, Here's my curveball. My curveball is this. You're getting discipled all day, every day, whether or not you realize it. And so I would recommend going through all the accounts you follow, all the people on Facebook maybe you're friends with, but not really. And get rid of the ones that are feeding you things that are untrue.
0: So it's the the un un unresource recommendation. So remove those resources. That's right.
2: Seriously, because it is getting in your mind whether or not Mm -hmm. you, you know, realize it. Like, do I like insert whatever celebrity? Sure. Is that giving me um, is that filling my mind with truth, beauty, and goodness? No? Okay, well, then why am I just taking that in all day, every day? So, hot take on your question.
0: Hey, and that one requires as little work as possible. Yeah. So that's the easiest, that's the best resource. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. go through those blue check marks
2: and really think about, is this promoting fruit or not? I love it.
1: And while you're at it, find First Baptist Women's Ministry on Facebook and Instagram. We don't post every day, but... That's another way to hear about good things.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast that we do called Conversations in the Word. We'll see you next time.